quietly for a few moments, he looked over at me. Listen, he said, if you leave your job in the hedge fund business and come to the SEC hoping to change how exams of investment firms are done, certain employees in the New York office are capable of anything in trying to stop change. I told him that I thought my expertise in the investment management business could be helpful to the examiners after the SEC's spectacular failure to discover the massive frauds committed by Bernie Madoff and Alan Stanford. He responded that some of the supervisors and employees in the New York office would resent any help from the outside, particularly from someone like me, who had not conducted exams before. When I asked what these people might do, he said that they could try to ruin my career. I was taken aback by these words, but I could not believe that examiners at an agency that had failed to detect fraud would not want assistance from someone with a background in the investment fund world. I would soon be proved very wrong. Later that day, back in my office at my hedge fund firm in Midtown Manhattan, I thought over what this official had said, but was undeterred in my desire to join the SEC. I wanted to serve my country at this difficult time and believed I had the experience and legal expertise to handle myself in this new world. Looking back, I can see I was also a little naive in thinking that an organization that had suffered a massive failure would be open to outside help. During twenty years in the private sector practicing law and serving as general counsel of a hedge fund, I interacted with the SEC both as a lawyer seeking approval of transactions for clients and as an industry representative trying to educate the SEC staff about hedge funds. It was clear to me that many SEC employees did the best they could on hedge fund issues, but the agency had few people with expertise in the field. I had registered our firm with the SEC in the early 2000s and helped expand the business to offices in London, Hong Kong, and mainland China, working with regulators in all those places. I respected the regulators I worked with in the United States and abroad for their dedication to public service and for their efforts to police the industry. But the boom real estate market of the mid-2000s was too frothy to last, and I knew that a slowdown was inevitable, although in my wildest nightmares I did not foresee the massive crash of September 2008. After the crisis hit, I found it difficult to fathom what happened at the SEC, which was so embarrassed by its failures and savaged by critics and politics and the media that I had to avert my eyes. I believe in the power of the U.S. securities markets and the prosperity they have brought the country for more than 200 years by providing capital for innovative businesses. Such healthy markets periodically produce manias, like the one leading up to the 2008 crisis. But they also finance businesses too numerous to list. The usual sign of impending disaster is the inevitable article saying that this time is different. Many such pieces ran in 2006 and 2007, predicting that real estate would keep rising in value. I worried that the reaction to the crisis would harm the position of the United States as the financial center of the world. I believed my expertise in private funds and securities laws, which I had spent 20 years building, would be helpful to the SEC as it tried to recover from its debacle. So despite the prescient warning, I continued with my application to join the SEC's New York office. Once I'd made the decision, 
I felt excited to be entering public service for this great country, but also hesitant about what was to come. I gave up a partnership in a prestigious established hedge fund manager at a time when my wife and I were raising four kids. I was not only taking a massive pay reduction, but also stepping out of the industry where I had made a good career. Happily, despite the challenges, it turned out to be the best experience of my working life. I had been hired by New York office head George Canalis, with the approval of SEC Chair Mary Shapiro, to overhaul the SEC's processes in order to unearth the next Madoff or Stanford, before that person fleeced unwitting investors. When I started, the fallout from these failures was still reverberating. The SEC Inspector General, IG, a position created by Congress to investigate legal and compliance deficiencies and failures within the Commission, had issued reports in the exam division's blood.